Ladies and gentlemen, Elite Heat is back for WrestleMania 39. Our review, our reactions, both nights, right here in this review. Kevin, I want to start off just to let you guys, the listeners, know this won't be our like comprehensive, full, I guess, debate because I know that ending especially and a couple of other little topics. There's a lot to be said. We're not going to try and rush this and make some, you know, average sort of review. That's coming later this week, Kevin. All right, we're doing a separate show. That's later on. Tonight, today, this is just all about running down what, in my opinion, was the best WrestleMania we've seen in years. So, Kevin, over to you. How you doing, pal? I'm great, pal. Yeah, so pretty much we're going to talk about every match that happened on both nights. And then we're going to do, like, a show later on in the week where we focus on, like, the three or four or five major points uh, major talking points to give them the time they deserve. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm great. Uh, but I think, yeah, this is probably the best WrestleMania since 31, I would say. It was the last time I really thoroughly enjoyed yeah. watching a WrestleMania from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what the two-night specta- uh, spectacle could be when done well. But, yeah, let's get right to it, pal. So, What's up, pal? So just before we start, mm-hmm. I think we'll... We'll do this now. Overall rating, we'll, we can do that now. Mm-hmm. For both nights, how would you rate this? To me, I'll go first. Go I'd say this was an eight and a half, like eight, eight and a half out of 10 sort of WrestleMania. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. There was stuff that wasn't the best. There's some stuff which was questionable. But on yeah. the whole, some excellent matches, some really fun moments, incredible entrances, as we'll get to in a minute, and some just stuff that would be really memorable. So yeah, Kevin, over to you. What would you rate it? Yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. Um, I, I think, and, and match of the night, I'll say this too. I think is McIntyre versus Sheamus versus Gunther, yeah. or match of the weekend, I should say. I, I, I don't think anybody's gonna top that. Uh, that was a five star match. Um, and yeah, but yeah. So, what would you say is match of the night? Oh, I agree with you. No, the Intercontinental Championship was just incredible. That, that was one of those matches. You just watch it and go, just wow. And yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, I thought that match was just next-level sensational. Absolutely. All right, so they, they kicked off the show uh, with a nice little uh, narration and a little uh, segment, I guess, if you will, the cold open with Kevin Hart, which I thought was good. Um, and this was Saturday night I'm talking about. So and then we get right to it. Did, did John Cena come out first, or did Theory make his entrance first? Because I, I, I didn't watch first. this match. Okay, wow. okay. So basically, okay. Theory comes out. He does his like A Town Down thing. They get a great camera shot of like the whole arena, which mm-hmm. is dope. Uh, like really sick. I also want to say SoFi Stadium. Great turnout both nights. Great crowd both oh, yeah. nights. Big shout out. I know some of our friends, Pav, Superkick, the like, are all in attendance of this. Great crowd. But yeah, Theory comes out first. Kevin makes his entrance, and Cena comes out with the Make a Wish entrance, which I thought was excellent. That's just Cena to a T. That entrance. Um, so they come out, they do the match, Kevin. If you didn't see this, you didn't really miss much, no. to be honest. Cena won. Oh, sorry. No, I, I wish. I wish. Sorry. Theory won. <laughs> yeah. Theory won the match. He, he did some biting of Cena's ear. He did a low blow that was cheating. Cena looked washed. We'll get to that later in the week. This was okay. This was, it's cool seeing Cena to start a WrestleMania, Kevin. That's the big thing. Cena starting a Mania was good. But the match itself left a bit to be desired it wasn't the greatest opening match but it was it was fine yeah right yeah and i i'm gonna watch this back before we do our, our show later on this week uh this was the only match of the week i didn't get to see um i, I did watch cena's entrance i thought it was great I, I feel like that was the highlight of the match though um just from what i saw so yeah so then we had the men's wrestlemania showcase um i mean the street profits won 
I, I I didn't I didn't catch this whole thing. I saw the ending. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this one. Yeah, basically this match. I was watching it as we discussed in the preview, thinking, "Will this be any good? Will this kill the momentum of the show? What is this? This is just filler." And then within about a few minutes, the spots they were doing made me invested. Like right. this was a bit of a spot fest, but I mean, it's a filler match. That's what it's there for. I know the big Tower of Doom spot they did, which had like seven guys involved, that was memorable. I know Gable, he like suplex, like deadlift suplex Braun Strowman, that was really good. And then there was some stuff with Montez Ford as well, yeah. and just. Just generally, Kevin, Braun Strowman did a, like a frog splash dive. Like some of this stuff, the match ended up being fun. Um, Street Profits won, as you said. You know, fun if you if you want to see it and you, you missed it, give it a look. But it's nothing you need to just rush home from work to go watch sort of deal. Absolutely. Yeah, by the time I, I tuned into it, it was like, you know, it was already like going going pretty hot and heavy. But yeah, so I thought it seemed like a fun match. Um, but yeah, so then I this is really when I actually was able to tune in was when um, like just before these guys made their entrances, that being Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, um, man, a lot happened on this in this match. There was a lot going on. I mean, we had a prime bottle, <laughs> we had a prime bottle make his entrance. Uh, Logan Paul descended to the ring on a zip line like he's ninety seven or ninety six Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah, it was cool entrance. Uh, viral moments all across the board. Uh, Seth Rollins got a pretty big win. Uh, this match was good. I don't think it was quite as good as I was expecting it to be. I think that was just because I put my expectations really high. Um, okay. I was expecting like a five star, you know, like Matt Classic. I like I was. I thought this would be the match yeah. that Seth Rollins like be, hit that next level. You know how we all how we were saying that he's like he could be he is the modern day Sean. I thought this right. would be the one match that we point to and say, yeah, this is Rollins getting to that next level. You know, and you I expected that with Logan Paul. Yeah. I know, okay. I know, yeah. I know. It's weird to say. It's weird to say, but Logan Paul. I mean, he had good matches. I think Logan Paul had a better match with Roman uh, when they when they wrestled. Uh, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but yeah. I don't know who else Rollins really could get to that level with if it's not Logan. Mm-hmm. But you know, that well, is... I guess Kevin he's going to have a match with Roman as a part of Roman's now soon to be thousand day plus title reign. I guess they're going to do that sometime in the future. I guess. Yeah. Because who knows? But yeah, Kevin, this match. Rollins and Logan Paul. If, if you've like followed KSI as a YouTuber, as soon as you saw the bottle of Prime and how it was, how that person in the bottle was standing, you knew it was KSI. It was obvious with how they were standing, and then eventually they do the big reveal. They do like the big facial expression thing. So that was really well done. Um, that was good. That, I love the spot they had Logan Paul on the top rope at the Prime bottle, and then you know KSI's got the like the phone. He's like he's you know fil- filming a TikTok basically, and they do like the the switch and then Logan Paul takes out Roland um, um, KSI and the other good part I really enjoyed was when Logan Paul was going to go coast to coast and then the, um, they had the super kick spot which that was great that reminded me of Shawn Michaels quite a bit that was very HBK sort of spot. he jumps up into a super kick and hits him so yeah I thought it was really good I gave it four and a half stars I didn't expect it to be a five-star Matt classic I thought it'd be a really good match which it was and I thought they this would be good. I love the entrances. Seth Rollins was sick as well. What he was wearing, I do not know. Um, what yeah, Logan Paul was doing coming on the zip line, I thought that was great. And yeah, just a fun WrestleMania match. This was celebrity. This was great in ring action. It was fun all round. So yeah, he was wearing a, an old Jeff Jarrett outfit. I, I saw that circulate around Twitter. But yeah, I, I think I put too hefty of expectations on this match going in. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, I would say four and a half stars. It was, it was really good. I just yeah, yeah. So like I expected it to be a really good match. Like cause Seth, it's Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. It's Logan Paul. It'll be a really good match. I don't think a five star god tier classics fair, but it was good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, probably a little hefty expectations, but you know, I mean, I think I think uh, Logan Paul is capable of hitting that that peak one day. Uh, so yeah, then we had the six women tag. Uh, Trish Stratus, Lita, Becky Lynch beat Damage Control. Um, I've seen some people saying some things uh, on Twitter about Lita that I don't think are fair. You know, I mean, she's still she's not, obviously she's doesn't look like she did in her prime, but you know, I, I had that, there were some spots there where things were kind of slow moving in ring. We'll just say that. But yeah, Trish Stratus was the highlight for me. Was the highlight of this match. Yeah, Trish Stratus, pal, she still got it, bro. Pal, were you stratified? Yes, I was. <laughs> no, this was this was fine. Like like this match, it went for like 13, 14 minutes. I thought this match went five minutes too long. Yeah, it went for honest. fourteen was, minutes. Yeah, that was my opinion watching it. Like I get it, you want to showcase each woman involved. There's six talented athletes in the match with great work, right? Um, but that's an understatement. I thought it went a bit too long. Um, you know, did the right team win? I don't really know. I wasn't that invested going into this, but then I saw Trish Stratus come out. I was like, oh my god, she's how old? Like that was my like reaction. I'm like. Uh-huh. She hasn't like she's like not aged, and she's nearly like fifty. So, yeah, um, match was fine. I, once again, I wasn't super into. I gave like I think I gave like three stars ish. It was fine. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. You know? Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was solid for me. I don't really have much really that nothing really stood out for me for this match. I agree with you that it went five minutes, about five six minutes too long. Yeah. Um, the only thing is like, what's next now? Like that's just my thing. Like we got we got some legends pops and. Yeah, yeah. Le- Legends won. There we go, pal. You know, and Kevin, just real quick on that. I feel like the, the what's next thing, it's like that for a lot of what's going on now yeah. after WrestleMania. And yeah. we'll get to a lot of this in our debate show later in the week. We'll, we'll film that show after Raw's aired. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll have some answers. But yeah, a lot of what's next. But that said, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, so we had a, a big match after this. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. Uh, yeah, I was personally looking forward to this one the most. Uh, Rey Mysterio had an iconic entrance. Yes, I mean he came out in the lowrider with Snoop Dogg driving him to the to the ring. Uh, nothing but a G things playing, and then they played Eddie Guerrero's theme music. I got chills honestly watching that live, just like hearing Eddie's theme and wow, yeah. And then Dominic made his entrance, which was like that. That's like the epitome of sports entertainment. Like when you think of the ridiculousness and over the top of wrestling, like that's something that will define that. Cause he's he's getting he's like being escorted from a prison basically. He's in handcuffs, got the prison guards escorting him to the ring. So over the top, so ridiculous, but it works. For it just it just makes him like that makes him more of a heel than uh than he already is. Um, and then they got into the ring and they went what they went fourteen minutes as well. Um, and I I thought it was a good match. You know, like it, it was good. It was like, what would you give it? Like a four and a half? Would you give that one like four and a half stars? I, mean, I gave it like four and a quarter, but yeah. for like how entertained I was, it was like a five star match in the sense of those entrances. I don't know Bad Bunny was on commentary for the Spanish version, which must have been cool. Yeah, that was cool. Understand the language. Um, I thought just generally the presentation of it. The one thing I didn't like, I thought this was dumb. Did you need the Cinnamon Toast Crunch sponsorship in this match? really bro do we need the ringside barricade that's what i was thinking like come on this is ray and dominic you you ray mysterio come out and i tweeted this kevin all things considered with the tribute to eddie the fact that this is wrestlemania in hollywood and that ray wrestled eddie 18 years ago at that show and this storyline with dominic 
You got Snoop Dogg there. You got the Lowrider. I thought Rey Mysterio's entrance, all things considered, was one of the greatest WrestleMania entrances of all time. And we saw some great stuff, great entrances on this show. This was some of WWE's best entrance work. But that Ray entrance, all things considered, I thought was one of the best ever. So you have that. And then it's just cinnamon toast crunch rubbish around ringside. But nonetheless, I thought the match was really good. Um, I thought it, it did what it needed to do. I love the part where um, you know Dom throws the drink at Aaliyah. It reminded me of AEW where they throw tequila at children. Oh, um, Yeah, there you go. Jesus. Yeah. No, no, yeah. This match was fun. Um, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why is this, this, this cinnamon toast crunch like on the ring on the apron like do we need that right now like we couldn't have that in like i don't know during the, the any other match the showcase any match? Other match yeah like, put this on during cena and theory like okay like why not yeah that'd be this but, in the wrestlemania showcase match like do like as as chad gable's like deadlift suplexing braun Strowman and have a big a big piece of cinnamon toast crunch dancing at ringside who cares but yeah. no you do it during ray and dominic anyway yeah, yeah, jeez. That's why Bray Wyatt pulled out of WrestleMania, pal. He didn't want to have to deal with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, More on that later. I've got stuff to say. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, no, I just want to say, um, so I, I, by the the ending here, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Like, at first, because I was like, because I was thinking, okay, there's no way that Rey Mysterio, the guy that just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, the certified legend, is going to win when he doesn't need to. But then I thought about it, I was like, okay, from a storyline perspective... You know, the Dominic ruined Ray's Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, Christmas. Um, he, he disrespected him at his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's Rhea Ripley has been disrespecting him. He told his mom to, sh- to shut up. Like, storyline perspective, it makes sense for the babyface to triumph and prevail. So then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But th- this story, I think, is far from over. Uh, and we're going to see it get settled at a later date. But yeah, I, I, at first I was confused by the ending, but then I thought about it and like, it makes sense. Like, it was a good wholesome moment, Ray celebrating with his wife and daughter. It, it was really, really fun and a good way to to, uh, to cap off yeah. the, the, the night, I guess you could say. Also, Kevin, so Backlash is in um, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. I, are they going to do something like Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio against Dom and Damian Priest? I think so. I think so. I honestly think... Every, with this storyline and who's involved, have that main event backlash. Why the hell not? Yeah. Because, you know, are you just going to have Roman Reigns wrestling Lashley or something? Like, who, who gives us stuff? Like, you might as well have, you know, that main event in Puerto Rico. Anyway, carry on. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. 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 They, they, you know, they, they'll do something with it later on. Um, so I think for the night, Ray winning, I didn't have a problem with it. But yeah. So there yeah. now we got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. For the SmackDown Women's this? Championship. Because, real quick, mm-hmm. there's so much love for this match on social media. Yeah. And, like, people, as in, uh, by love, I mean, people saying, like, four and a half stars, all oh, the best match I've seen in women's wrestling in, like, a day. I'm like, do we watch a different match? Like, That's it was good it, for the my last thoughts five, exactly. ten minutes. It was good for the last five, ten minutes, no debate there. But the first ten, Charlotte genuinely looked disinterested. Yeah. I don't know whether that was the storyline. She looked like she didn't want to be there. And it was slow. And I'm watching it going, can this pick up, please? And then end up going nearly 25 minutes. It went, we got time, this match. And Rhea gets her moment, which is the big thing. Thank you, WWE, for that. And that's the, the female division's Dave Batista, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Had her moment, like another moment. That's awesome. But yeah, I gave this match three and three quarters and people were giving me backlash. I'm like, three and three quarter stars is a good rating. It was a good match. Why are you pissy about that? Anyway, Kevin, what were your thoughts? 
Well, well, pal, let me ask you, what's the celebration like right now in the Outback, pal? Oh, I mean, out there, we've got some confetti. We've got some champagne over here. Got a dingo over there, Kevin. So, it's Is Ripley playing patty cake with the dingoes, bro? She's going crazy. She, she's getting mobbed by Australian citizens, pal. She's signing oh, autographs. Oh. Never mind, let's not go there. Um, yeah, you got dingoes literally doing like a Randy Orton out here. Come on! Come on! <laughs> like a Randy Orton St. Louis. Come on! Yeah, baby fakes Randy Orton in 2013 when he wasn't trying. He's just half-assed. Like, come on. Come on. Oh. Anyway, Kevin, your oh. thoughts on this match? Right. Yeah, I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. But I was, I was like you reading the praise, and I, I messaged you, and I was like, I think I watched a different match than everybody else. I know. Because I'm seeing this, like, best women's match of all time. Like, what? Maybe it is. Maybe. I don't know. I have to go back. I have to go back and rewatch it, I think, after all this yeah. praise. Because I'm so far off. I think off. Like, like you, you said, you said three and three quarters. I was like three stars by the end. Like yeah. I was, like I was not into it at all. And I think part for me, part of a good match is being invested in the outcome. And I wasn't mm. invested in the outcome. And I wasn't right. invested in the characters going in. Like yeah, I get it. Rhea Ripley's great. She's the leader of Judgment Day. She's a badass, and she did her part. But what did Charlotte Flair do to to make to build intrigue in this? Just come out and say, I'm the queen, I'm a 12-time, whatever, 14-time champion. I'm Ric Flair's daughter. Cheer for me. Like, that. that's another thing, too. The, the, the dynamic was off. Charlotte Flair is the babyface. Rhea Ripley is a heel. Uh, but she's a cool heel. But at the same time, she's attached to Dominic. So I guess she's a legitimate heel. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, but yeah, I thought the wrestling was good. Charlotte Flair is a great in-ring performer. That's her best attribute by far. Um. Yeah. Rhea Ripley, I think, is at that level now versus, like, a couple years ago when they wrestled the first time or even her WrestleMania match at 37. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's at a different level now in ring. And, yeah, we're going to talk more about this. But, yeah, I mean, I, Rhea Ripley was the right the right decision. I, I think Charlotte looked like yeah. she didn't want to be there, though, because uh, yeah. they weren't main eventing. I, I think that, like, I guess... Nor saw... should they have. Nor should they have. But also, one other thing before we move on. I just want to say, yeah, I was similar. I had this match honestly around a three, but I knew if I put a tweet out, because I was doing star ratings on Twitter, if I put a tweet out saying this is a three-star match, I'd receive big backlash. And the big thing as well, I saw the the bit at the end where Rhea Ripley is like screaming, my time, it's my, I, I like that. I thought that was good. It was like a symbolic little moment. She screams, my time, it's Charlotte, then does the big riptide off the middle rope. I thought that gave it like half a star to me. So, yeah, there you, there you go. go. Yeah, I mean, yep. Ray Ripley got the win. She's a big star now, um, and yep. she should be at least. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I, that's what I was seeing though. Is that people were like, "Oh, they they were they were told at the last minute that they weren't going to main event WWE change plans." Like I was seeing that kind of reporting, whatever yeah. tweets. So I guess that was it. Or Charlotte didn't want to do the job. Who knows? We don't know. All speculation. Um, yep. And then yeah, we had Pat McAfee versus The Miz. I don't want to talk about this. I really don't. Do you? you have anything to say? Uh, I'll give a quick, like, in case you missed it sort of thing. Basically, The Miz is out there with Snoop Dogg. It's 11 p.m. Uh, you got The Miz and Snoop Dogg talking in the ring. Pat McAfee's music hits. Michael Cole orgasms on commentary. McAfee comes down. Miz, you got little balls. Little balls. Little balls. You got 80,000 mils screaming little balls. The Miz is like, I don't got little balls. Snoop Dogg's like, have a match right now. He's a referee. They do, like, a few minutes of... Pat McAfee punching The Miz. We have a football player at ringside who tackles The Miz. Miz gets pinned. Waste of time, in my opinion. This wasn't necessary. Pat McAfee could have been on commentary. He was at the arena. Anyway, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We had to get go. The, That's had... all we need to talk about. Yeah. This doesn't deserve any more discussion, Kevin. Let's move to the main event. Yeah. We had to get the Miz on TV, pal. All right. So now they main evented with the tag team titles, uh, which is uh, I was advocating for when we spoke about this a couple weeks out before WrestleMania. And I, I would say it delivered. Um, especially given that we had an ending that was not so favorable for most people at night two. Uh, it was nice to have a, a generally, I'd say, like a 98% happy ending to night one. I'm sure there's like, you know, 20 people out there that are mad that the Usos lost. But everybody wow. else pretty happy that, you know, Owens and Sami Zayn won. Um, and, I, and it was a great cap to the storyline. Like, we knew this was coming from, like, the time we hit Elimination Chamber in Montreal. They set it up perfectly there. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn reunited. And Cody Rose cried for this business, pal. And then here we go. The, I, I mean, what did you think of this match? Like, I, I thought it was good. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not gonna say it's the best tag team match I've ever seen in my life, but yeah. what, what did you think? I'm curious. I thought it was one of the great tag team matches generally. Um, I think because of the WrestleMania stage, the storyline, some really good talent involved. The Usos are one of Mount Rushmore tag teams all time. Absolutely. There's no debate there. I, yeah. I think really, you look at Mount Rushmore. We, we can discuss this later date in more depth. I think you're looking at the Usos. I'd say the Hardys, the Dudleys, then you can say Edge and Christian or maybe like the New Day or the Legion of Doom. There's a, there's a debate to be had. We can do that another time. But yeah, the Usos... Uh, I think the Road Warriors got to be there. Uh, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. The Usos, objectively, Mount Rushmore team. They, they deserve this moment. It was really good. Um, I think I gave this five stars on Twitter. If I had to go back, I'd say it was like four and a half or four and three quarter. I think it was a five star. Yeah. Because... A five-star match was Gunther and the triple threat match on night two. This Absolutely. was like a four and a half, four and three quarters, but that's still an excellent match. Enjoyable, fun. The story that needed to be told got told, and there was a satisfying ending, unlike on night two. So there you go, pal. <laughs> yeah, could have said it better myself. Uh, the action yeah. was, was – this one was one that you couldn't blink. There was so much action, yeah. uh, so much storytelling. For me, this is what I think of when I think of a good in-ring story being told. Um yeah. And it was just, it was really good, you know? I, it was just, just go back and watch it if you haven't, honestly. Yeah. You know, if you haven't seen it, you want to, but like, I would say this, if you're going to watch one match from this, from night one, yep. I would say go back and watch the main event. I, I would, I, I think, you know, go back and watch Rey Mysterio's entrance. Um, But I would say go back and watch night one. I think, I think that's the match that we're going to look back on in 10, 15 years. And we're going to say, yeah, that was great. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think Ray and Dominic hit to that level. As it could have, I think there was a lot of gimmicky stuff, which we'll get into uh, later on. But yeah, one moment. I just want to admit to being badly wrong on a take here while while we're here. Yeah, I made the take that Cena in theory would was a legit main event contender and should have main evented. Thank God it didn't. Yeah, that would have been an awful ending because as we'll discuss later on in our debate show. Cena's kind of either limited due to Hollywood commitments and that they're telling him not to really put his body in the line much or he's washed. And that would have been an awful way to end WrestleMania. So thank you for not listening to me, WWE. Thank you very much. Really good ending. Fun main event for night one. There you go. I, I saw some rumors on the internet about Cena, which we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about it. I know we've, we've already plugged that, that future so, so, so many times. Now we have to deliver, pal. Big expectations, pal. Now, that's going to feature like a 50-minute debate on the, the Night 2 main <laughs> event. Anyway, we move. Night, let's move to Night 2. So, Kevin, over, like, real quick, Night 1, I gave Night 1 about an 8 or an 8.5. Enjoyable night, fun night of wrestling. 
not really many bad points or low points. So WWE did a good job, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, eight, eight out of ten. Uh, for me, the highlight was Rey Mysterio's entrance Thanks. and just Rey and Dominic. That was the highlight for me overall. Uh, yeah. So night two. Um, so going into this, I think if you look at the card, I think that you most people say night two is a better card. I think yeah. overall. Um, but it didn't feel that way when it all played out. You know, it didn't. It it still felt like night one was still the better card. Um, I don't know. There was just a lot of meh, like in the yeah. middle. You know, in the middle of the card. Like yeah, we had the great match with Gunther and Sheamus and McIntyre. That was great. But like the Brock match, it kind of ended abruptly, which we're we we'll have to lead into with that. But and then like. Can I just rebut that real quick? Sorry, just before you go. Mm. I think night one was much more, like, consistent. It was, like, consistently pretty good or, like, the the bad parts were just, like, decent. Yeah. Whereas night two, like, the the great with, like, the triple threat match or, you know, most of the main event, that sort of stuff is, like, exceptionally amazing. And then the bads, like, Shane McMahon snapping his leg. You've got, like, a women's match where Ronda Rousey's not trying and just ends. And some really... So, like, the gap was so big and it was, like... It was all over the place. Night one was much more consistent. Exactly. Yeah. Like I said, there was just some meh in the middle, in the middle of the show. And yeah. Um, yeah. So they started off the night with Brock Lesnar and Omas, which Perfect is it. Yeah. It's, which is interesting because like Cena and Brock were in the same position here. Cena and Brock are both in there with young guys who we don't know what their future is going to be like. We don't know if they're going to get future endeavored in 18 months when Vince McMahon needs to pay more hush money. You know, they're, they're not really made guys yet, you know? And, and there's really no trajectory of them being made guys. I think if you ask me, Theory is the guy WWE is going to push. Mm-hmm. But Omos is the guy I think they should push. I think there's more money in Omos. I would absolutely 1,000% say that. Um, and when you, look at, like, when you look at Theory, you look at Omos. Theory has been overpushed. Omos has been, you know, he's been kept away, which I think is smart. Keep the aura about him as a giant. Keep him special. Um, but with that being said... This match, I thought it was fun. Like, like I said, it ended abruptly, but I thought it was so fun. Like, Omos throwing around Brock Lesnar. Are you kidding me, bro? What? This was so good. I love this. Like, I, I was just... It's something about Brock coming out. Like, Brock Lesnar is a true special attraction. He's a yes. once-in-a-lifetime athlete. And to know that he might not have long left, he, his music hits one of the best theme songs in wrestling ever. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're hooked. You're like, oh my god, Brock's here. Like you, you, like, you can't not pay attention to Brock. And then he comes down, and Kevin, I, as you allude to, Omos throwing him around, like, he like flung him like three times. He was like hitting Brock. Brock was selling his back really hard. Brock's one of the best sellers in wrestling history. Absolutely. I love this. I thought this was amazing. Like, this was five minutes. Everything it needed to be, it didn't need to be 10 minutes, didn't need to be 15. This was, you couldn't look away. And Kevin, to me, I, I speak for myself here. I'll get your opinion in a moment. To me, I've watched this. I've, I've never been the biggest almost guy. To me, I've always thought he was like, okay, decent. It's almost, I didn't really have an opinion. After what Brock did with him tonight at WrestleMania night two, I'm now a fan of almost. I want to see almost do well. And that's really, that's a massive cab off everyone involved with this. Brock did a great job. I'm now more invested in almost because of this. I now like almost. I'm interested in almost. So WWE nailed this in that regard. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for, for me, like, one thing I'll say, 
and when I say abruptly, I just mean like, okay, Brock is in F five, it's over. It's like, yeah, you know, we didn't get like any false finish or any drama. Like, I didn't yeah. want this to be like twelve minutes, you know. But I, I do. Brock Lesnar gave Omos more than enough offense, more than he needed to, more than he almost probably deserves at this stage, being so green. Brock Lesnar was extremely generous with him. Um, this was like a, a throwback Super Cena match where Omos is just beating up Brock and then. Brock just does the babyface comeback, pal. Three suplexes, F5, one, two, three. He's on a plane to wherever, Canada, wherever he lives. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was perfect. Like, for anybody that wanted to see Omos win, like, what is that? That no, would, Brock needs a win. Yeah, that, that wouldn't do anything for him. If Omos won, that everybody would be like, what? Why did this guy that I've never heard of beat Brock Lesnar? Like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, we're gonna talk about scene theory, so I'm not gonna go get yeah. into that. I no, was I just, one more thing with that Brock and Almost yeah. match. I just thought all round, just so much fun. This this was the best. Like, I can I'll call them like big guy matches. You know, what I'm talking about here. Yes. There's like five minute, like just big dudes bashing each other matches. This was the best one since Goldberg and Brock at WrestleMania 33, in my opinion. Because the, the, the Lashley and Brock ones, every match I've been left feeling disappointed. Yes. Or like, oh, they could have done this, or oh, they should have done this, or like Brock and Drew McIntyre was like fine. But like with this, I, I was satisfied at the end of the match. We, we saw a few minutes of Brock getting thrown around. They didn't overdo it. And then Brock hit three suplexes on a seven foot three humongous African and then F5'd him and pinned him. That's all this needed to be. It was fun. It was entertaining. Brock got the win. And we move on with the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, then we have the women's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal Four Way Tag yeah. Match. Yeah, the mm. only the only thing to say about this is that Ronda Rousey literally did nothing the whole match, and then she just comes in and she put what Liv Morgan was it Liv Morgan she put in the arm no, breaker. It was Shotzi. It was she, Shotzi. She put Shotzi Brackhart in the arm breaker, like and just that Shotzi tapped out, and that's it. <laughs> Ronda and Shayna win. Uh, I mean, the fact like this was probably a. a like a negotiation tactic, I guess. Like Ronda was like, "All right, if uh, if you're not gonna have me main event against Charlotte or against Bianca or whoever, then I'm gonna win this tag match and I'm not gonna do a damn thing for you." So this was clear, like a clear disconnect between the office and the talent. Um, a talent that probably thinks she's more important and more valuable than she is at this stage in the game. Um, I don't want to just come out and say that Ronda Rousey is washed, but <sighs> she's not at her peak. She's not at her peak yeah. like she was when she came into WWE or when she had that big yeah. moment with The Rock and Stephanie and Triple H at WrestleMania 31. We're a long way removed from that Ronda Rousey. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to say much more about this. So, yeah, this this match, I'll, I'll be quick with this. This match sucked. This is yeah. bad. Yeah. Liv Morgan tried her best. Yeah. I'll be honest. If you watch this match, Liv Morgan tried, damn it. She did. She was in a few of like Jericho's moves, like the code break or like you know, flying off the rope. She was doing some of that. She tried her best. Natalia did a double sharpshooter. I'm sick to death of that spot. We've seen that that many years. I don't care. And then all of a sudden, Shayna Baszler and Ronda tag in after like eight minutes. Shayna's shoe is off. She's like hobbling. I don't know what the hell happened there. And then Ronda (laughs) Rousey just, like Shotzi's just laid out in the middle of the ring. Ronda just goes, ha ha ha, armbar, and just won. And you're left left there thinking, what the hell was that? Yeah. What was the point? why did that need to happen? Like, Kevin, I know negotiation, I think you touched on it perfectly. Something with the office, there's a lot of behind the scenes crap clearly happening with Ronda. There's stuff going on there. Um, but something like this, I'll get to this in a minute, but I have this point later on. 
But how Bobby Lashley, his only spot at WrestleMania was standing with the trophy for 10 seconds and that was it. And LA Knight didn't get a WrestleMania spot, but we had to deal with this rubbish. I don't know. Okay, can I say this real quick before we move on? Ronda Rousey, her thing is, oh, like, she'll always go on, like, the internet or on Twitch or whatever, and she'll bash wrestling, and she'll be like, oh, this is fake. If I wanted to, I could beat any of these people up. You know, these fans are idiots. They're all marks. When you say shit like that, and you, even if if it's in character and kayfabe, and you disrespect wrestling, the wrestling business, don't be surprised when the wrestling fans fucking hate you. Like, she's the most overrated wrestler of 2022, and I think she won it in 21, too, or something. People send her death threats. People hate her. And she brought it on herself. This is not like, I don't know, give me an example of somebody that's hated for no reason. Yeah. There's a few. I can't even want to talk my head, but there's a bunch. Yeah, this is not, I don't know, I I can't think of one, but this is not an example where Ronda Rousey's being hated for no reason, and it's like, okay, like, like, I, like, she's not, I don't think she's, like, we already talked about her overrated thing, but Mm. she brings most of the hate on herself. Like, so she, you get what you reap with yourself, but yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'd say one, one more thing, Ronda. Just get her in a program. Have Bianca Belair feud with Ronda at SummerSlam. Have Bianca Belair beat Ronda. That will be a big win for Bianca Belair. And it, a bunch of people hate Ronda. So that's, that's where to go with that. Anyway, we move. Enough about Ronda. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Gunther versus Sheamus versus McIntyre for yeah. the Intercontinental Championship. Um, yeah, this was the highlight of the night. The highlight of the yeah. weekend. This match was yeah. everything we, that we said it would be. Everything that we thought it would be. Um, man, wow, just wow. These three guys, they beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> oh, that actually hurt. It was I believe just it. nuts. I-, I was speechless at the end of this. Like, I was just like, the physicality. The- the- Kevin, this felt like a world championship match versus the IC title, which is what I loved about this. This was so physical. This was so intense. It went for about 15 minutes, and you, you could not look away. Uh, I loved it universally. Pretty everyone loved it. This was one of the all-time great WrestleMania matches. This, as far as the IC title of WrestleMania, we, uh, do you compare to Steamboat Savage or the ladder match from WrestleMania 10? It's on that same sort of tier. It's a five-star match, objectively. How you rank them, that's up to you, whatever. But objectively speaking, it was a phenomenal just showcase of all these three guys. Incredible. There's not much more like phenomenal. You know, you know what I want to see Brock Lesnar do post WrestleMania is yeah. challenge Gunther for the IC title. Oh yeah. I want to see a babyface Brock Lesnar going for the Intercontinental title. You know, Roman Reigns is not going to be around for most of the summer, so have Brock and Gunther feud for the IC title. Make that the most important title feud in the company. Like, why not? Oh yeah. Why not? Hell yeah. But that'd be that'd be money, especially after how Gunther looked in this match. Like, I love the part where you've got. Sheamus and Drew doing like like later in the match, just beating the crowd, hitting finishes on each other, and you think like, oh my god, you thought Sheamus was gonna win, you thought Drew was gonna win, and then Gunther comes in and just like power bombs him and you know slams Sheamus onto Drew's head and then slams Drew and then bashes in Drew McIntyre and then pins him and it's just the first time Drew's been pinned in a long time apparently I think I don't know if that's how true that is but yeah just great stuff. Right absolutely now. absolutely pal I, I loved the the finishing spot too where gunther powerbomb shavis on top of mcintyre was like oh man that's that's a strong guy to yeah. take that jesus uh, mcintyre okay. strong guy um, that's what I said. Like, they, they, those three guys love like just beating each other up like that's what they were saying throughout the match commentary as well and can't just say one thing for this whole please. weekend michael cole this is i think his best 
performance at a WrestleMania or just in any show in his career. I think Michael Cole was a shining light on commentary. Corey Graves was his usual self, really up and down, some questionable calls, some good stuff. Michael Cole was exceptional. And this match was, this was his finest moment on what, the show, I think. Was it this match where Titus was was on the desk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Corey Graves was unbearable in this match. I could not stand him. Oh, my <laughs> God, bro. Oh, my God. Like, he is, get him off commentary, please. Please. There's so many better people that you could put. I'd rather have Booker T screaming shucky ducky quack quack than listen to Corey Graves ever speak again. My God. And he's not. Uh, I'm going to do like a three minute rant to Corey Graves. I'm sorry. Yeah. The color commentator is supposed to be a wrestler, right? And Corey Graves is a wrestler. I get it. He, he injured himself. He retired. Nobody knows who Corey Graves was prior to him being a commentator. Nobody knew him as a wrestler. He wrestled in bingo halls. That's where he made his name. He wrestled in Ring of Honor. All right. Like, yeah. I want a legendary color commentator. I want a guy like Jesse Ventura or Gorilla Monsoon or Jerry Lawler. You know, somebody that people have heard of as a wrestler. Someone that I could take their opinion serious. Like, this would be like if NBA on TNT. Instead of having, like, Charles Barkley and Shaq, they had Brian Scalabrini uh, on, the, on the panel. Like, get the fuck out of here with this guy, bro. Please. Yeah. Enough. Enough of him. I, like, he was yelling at Titus, oh, you, you, uh, you know, you do your job, and I'm, I'm, or I could do your job. I'm going to go high-five kids and be an ambassador, and you could take my job. Like, like, shut the hell up, bro. Like, stop making this about yourself. You're, you're screaming over this great triple threat match. Yeah. Like, what an unprofessional. I, I, God, I hope somebody reamed him out in the back for that. All right, moving on. Yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. There's plenty more to go on with that. I just think Titus was great. He was actually really good. And it goes to show you, we touched on it before, Pat McAfee was in the building for night one. You could have had him on night one. Why not have just had Titus do night two, or at least more of it? If Titus could, anyone can do that. It's not that. Michael Cole, at this stage of his career, can carry a commentary position. The other guy can just add foil and be an ex-wrestler who actually knows stuff. So, carry on. Absolutely. All right, so Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Uh, singles match for the WWE Raw Women's title, pal. Yeah. I thought this was like... Man, this could have been so much more than it was, I think. Mm. From like a, a build-up perspective and a storyline perspective, uh, I thought the match was fine. I, I would have say it was like a fantastic match, or but Bianca, this was like a showcase for Bianca. And I think that's all it yeah. needed to be. It showcased why she's the top woman uh, right now in WWE, but why she's the flagship. Uh, from an in-ring standpoint, she's head and shoulders above everybody right now, just from an athleticism standpoint, from a believability standpoint. Yep. Um, but we're hitting that point now where she's kind of like like the female Super Cena. She's... Year-long title run, no challenges in sight, and she's being literally portrayed as Cena. Super yeah. unbelievably strong, freakish strength. We saw that with the ending. She just like literally does a, a deep squat with Asuka on top of her, comes all the way up. That is damn hard to do. And just does the KOD to Asuka at the ending. Like That was crazy. Incredible. That's Crazy. nuts. The entrance was, you know, a real feel-good entrance. You got like the, the, the beautiful the entrance, dancing, gymnastics, all that. So she's basically, yeah, the, the female version of Cena, which is hats off. Cena's one of the best ever. So it's a good comparison. And in my opinion, yeah, Rhea Ripley's the Dave Batista. So hopefully they clash next WrestleMania or a big show, and that can be epic. But um, yeah, now this was all it needed to be. Showcase of Bianca. Oscar was sort of just the the great female wrestler to help put over Belair 
And uh, Oscar looked tiny next to Bianca Belair, too. That was, like, one thing I just couldn't take out of my brain when I was watching this match. Yeah, but yeah, like, it's, like we said, it's all it needed to be. All right, so there we had another segment with The Miz and uh, Snoop Dogg that led to another oh surprise God. return. Oh, my so, God. This oh led to uh, like I, I was I actually went to the kitchen. I, I got up. I legitimately got up when I when I heard that that the Miz and Snoop Dogg were in the ring. I got <laughs> up and I went to the kitchen. I forgot what I was doing, like oh, making that's... a sandwich or something. And I all I heard was Shane McMahon's music. And I was like, what? What is Shane McMahon? Like, is that real? Like, that can't be real. I'm being trolled right now. So I, I run I run back to the TV and like, oh, here's Vince McMahon's 53 year old son marching his way down to the ring. Like, why? Like, why is this here? One yeah. like. Do we yeah. need this? Okay, cool. We're doing this segment with the Miz, but then Shane McMahon decided, in a very touching manner, he decided to uh, oh, pay no. tribute to his oh, no. his father, who is now going to be the chairman again after WWE sold to Endeavor. Shane McMahon, in honor of Vince becoming chairman again, decided to pay tribute to him. Kevin, his knee imploded. Come on, he for blew, real. by blowing for out his knee. He paid tribute to, the, to his daddy, pal, at from Royal Rumble 05 with Vince McMahon both quads. Shout out to Shane McMahon. <laughs> no, but seriously, That's though. Terrible. Seriously, That's yeah. Terrible. Yeah, Shane, he has an impromptu match with The Miz. Shane blows out his knee. Um, and then Snoop Dogg does improvs and just beats The Miz in a match. <laughs> you have to have watched this live. This is something which... Th- this is a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. It wasn't a scripted one, obviously, and hopefully Shane is, is not too bad, the damage there. But watching this live, I was on a call with Brian during us. I saw this right away. As soon as, like, Shane, it's, his knee, like, buckles, and he kind of falls, and then the camera just cuts to The Miz. And all you see is The Miz kind of bouncing around, like, Miz doesn't know what's going on. He's, like, looking. And it shows The Miz, like, five to ten seconds. I'm like, Shane's, Shane's done his knee. Something's happened. They're calling an audible. Like, Shane's hurt himself for real. Oh, I, I don't think Brian caught this right away because I was just yelling like Shane's hurt himself. They, they, they've done something. Something's happened here. And then what we get is Snoop Dogg going up on the apron and being like, I'm going to beat your ass, Miz. And then he hits the people's elbow. And then Snoop Dogg pins the Miz. And I'm thinking, only in WWE, this is the most WrestleMania thing you'll ever see. Shane McMahon makes a surprise return. His knee implodes. The Miz just gets pinned by Snoop Dogg with one botched people's elbow. And then that was that. And they go to commentary with Corey Graves and Michael Cole. They're just like, anything can happen at WrestleMania. What a, what a WrestleMania moment, Corey. Oh, like, it was man. just... Great. I didn't even know. Like, but yeah, seeing Shane... Because the camera cut away like as soon as it happened. But Shane's... He, he buckled. His knee just gave out. It was, it was hard to look at. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So then after this, we followed that Matt Classic with, uh, with Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor. So before we go... I don't know at what stage exactly, I forget now, but at one stage, Bobby Lashley on night two, I think this was actually like oh, 30 yeah. minutes in the show. So Bobby Lashley's music, they show a video package of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. We get a recap of that. The trophy's on the, like, the top of the stage. Lashley comes out. He like walks 30 meters or like 90 feet down the aisleway. He just stand, he like flexes a bit and then that was it. That's all we got from Lashley. He, he came out for about 30 seconds and flexed, Kevin. And that's all we saw of him. Ridiculous. And then, Kevin, I'm watching this show, and we'll get to this after the Hell in a Cell match. I have something to rant about. But first off, we'll get to Hell in a Cell. I was going to say something here. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so we'll talk about Hell in a Cell in a second, because that's what came next on this show. But what I hated, this is the one thing I really didn't like with this WrestleMania, Bobby Lashley and LA Knight. 
how excuse me how they did this kevin they do the hell in a cell match which we'll discuss in a moment then what do we get we get the hall of fame stuff cool legends hall of fame they get their moment awesome then they just show us seth rollins's entrance in full from the night before for three minutes i don't know why they did that so that's three minutes then there's a two minute baron corbin and the miz draft kings commercial i'm thinking to myself this is 10 minutes okay the hall of fame cool this is five to 10 minutes. You clearly have nothing to do. Have Bobby Lashley come out with the trophy. He can stand in the ring and be like, this is a joke. I literally beat Brock Lesnar like twice. I won this battle. Royale. How do I not have a damn spot on this show? LA Knight can come out and cut a promo. The crowd can go nuts. Then they can do a match or whatever for like two minutes. You know, they both get a spot. But no, Kevin. Instead, we have Baron Corbin playing Draft Kings with The Miz. We get... Seth Rollins' entrance on replay. <laughs> Do this on Raw! Sorry. Why couldn't this be saved for Raw? When no one's... When, when 1.5 million people are watching, do it uh, then. This is Wrestle Friggin' Mania and Bob Lashley, one of the best guys in your company, and LA Knight, one of the best guys in the company, they're sitting backstage all doing like a 20-second walk out and walk back thing. Come on. Like, I, I don't know. Kevin, over to you. Over to you. That's great. Yeah, I'll leave that alone. Uh, I'll just go right to Edge and Finn Balor. So, we got the Hell in a Cell match, which, you know, I mean, a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania is always special. Um, this was Edge at his all-time great for coolness. We got, like, some sort of a brood entrance with, like, a remix theme music. Um, Edge looked really cool, really badass. Uh, then we had the Demon Finn Balor. You talk about presentation, you talk about entrances... Both these guys got spectacular entrances. Um, and they had an 18-minute match, which, for all intents and purposes and for what it was, I thought was really good. Like, I thought I think they have good chemistry. And yeah. Edge is an all-time great. Edge can get a good match out of me or you if you wanted to, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but Finn Balor is no slouch in ring. And I think these two guys, they mesh really well. Um, it's just, like, for me, like, this is great. Like, I know Edge handpicked Finn Balor because he wanted to work with him. But it's just for me, like Finn Balor, he's not really a top guy. He's not a featured yeah. guy, so it's kind. Of, it's from an investment standpoint, it's a little hard to get invested. Um, I saw a lot of people complaining that the demon didn't need to lose, and it, they killed the demon. Good. The demon sucks. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, like he just he's he's what we were eight years removed now from when he won the universal title. Okay, like he's forty years old. 43 oh, have... he's 43 yeah like he's not it's not like this is omas or austin theory finn balor is like where he's supposed to be he's like a mid-card guy and edge yeah. is elevating him because edge wanted to work with him like if edge wasn't there wanting to work with him finn balor probably wouldn't have been in a featured match on this show it, it is what it is so edge won it was the right call he's a hall of famer a legend a top 15 guy uh, he's done it all and this was another big moment for him. And shout out to both these guys. They they did the best they could. What did you think of this match? Uh, I thought I thought this match was supposed to be like five minutes longer. But then Finn Balor oh, yeah. got shoot busted open with the ladder spot. Which basically, if you didn't say it, Edge gets the ladder from under the ring. Gets in the ring and like throws the ladder at Fogel. And like it hit him like smack bang like that. Like one of the ladder bits. So they, they camera cuts away. They're showing Edge. They're showing a stadium shot. Once again, Kevin Dunn. This is about 15 minutes after Shane McMahon's blown out his knee. The, the, the production crew is freaking out. They're showing Edge. They're, they're trying not to show 
the like the ringside medical team like trying to patch up Balor urgently because he was like he was you saw like blood all over the canvas from this like when they actually showed the map like a few minutes later. Um, but nonetheless, that shout out to Fergal. I'm obviously not a Finn Balor fan. I never have been. I always thought he's he's a mid carter at best. I don't really care about the guy. I don't find him interesting. But the demon entrance was great, and hats off to him for that. He's probably concussed. He was busted open from that ladder spot. He still fought through the next like five to seven minutes, hit a cool like dive off the, the cell bit through the table, did some good spots, and they finish off what was a pretty good match. And what in reality is probably Edge's final WrestleMania match. So yeah, hats off to Fergal for that. Entrances are incredible. Edge's brood entrance, if you missed it, go and watch it. He's got the he's got the mask, he comes up, he has like the the wings, phenomenal. There's fire everywhere. People in the stadium, I saw on Twitter. We're saying that's probably the coolest thing I've ever seen live. So special entrance. Ballas was okay. He had that like purple mist paint, and he's like he's like spraying, and they're doing slow mo like this with like Fergal, and you got like Demon Carnage paint. There's like purple spray, and it's like okay, on your Fergal. So yeah, Edge wins. Concerto, one, two, three. There you go. Yeah, great sequence to end it. Um, and yeah, I mean it, this is Edge's final WrestleMania. Yeah, thanks for the memories. You know, shout out to Edge. Thanks for him. He's thanks for him, man. He made my childhood special. Um, growing up, loving to hate Edge or hating Edge, and then learning to love to hate him as an adult and being a real yeah. big fan of him, realizing why he was so great, you know, and why I hated him so much as a kid. So Edge is just Edge is one of those guys that you know. There's only one. He's a one of one. So yeah. Yeah, it's a normal thing with him. Of all the wrestlers who've made comebacks in the past few years and you know had one last runs. Edge has uh, had the best run of any of these guys for how his career came to an end too soon in 2011 and all, all he went through to get back. His 2020 through now has been absolutely phenomenal. He's worked with all the guys you want to see him work with. He's had some awesome matches, some great segments, some amazing entrances. He's been everything you could want from a return. So hats off Adam Copeland. Thanks for everything. Even if there's like one or two more matches left, just on behalf of myself, Elite Heat and just the fan base in general. Thank you, Edge. Absolutely. All right, so it's main event time. How do we want to do this? I think we'll just be objective with the review of the match. We'll yes. discuss what happened with the ending, and then we'll sort of leave it there. Yeah. Um, this was now about an hour and a half ago. I, I'm, I've calmed down. I'm not really thinking about it as much right now. Um, but we'll get to this later in the week, Kevin. But nonetheless, WrestleMania main event, Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes, undisputed universal WWE heavyweight world championship, whatever <laughs> it's being called. I'm throwing to you, Kevin. Talk to us. All right. I'll do like Chris Paul at the Kardashian household, pal. I'm going to dunk it home on this one, pal. All right. <laughs> so, now, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Yeah. You got Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa at ringside. Um... Yeah, but there was a ton of fuckery in this match. You know, I'm not a big fan of fuckery, especially in WrestleMania main events. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep calm too. Yeah, I, I hate that shit in WrestleMania main events. Like, can we get one Roman Reigns match without any interference? Can we just get like, can we just see Roman have Roman prove that he's the best without one of his cousins or the guy from the third row with popcorn? Whatever, I, I'll save it. Yeah. But yeah, overall. The entrances were very good. Um, somebody came out, was playing the piano for the entry, the intro of yeah. Roman's theme. Very cool. Um, Cody's entrance was great. The pyro was great. 
that whoa that was so loud deafening yeah. um cody rose looked like a big star uh, he carried himself like a big star he got the reaction of a big star so did roman and this was like it felt surreal watching this because we've been watching what past like eight whatever seven eight years in a row with wrestlemania 32 lackluster main events aside from a pretty good triple threat match other than that lackluster main events so it was refreshing to be invested in a WrestleMania main event and to be like get the goosebumps and think you're like wow this is cool like feel like a kid again. So that was great. Um, I thought in ring this was everything that we thought it would be. Yeah. You know the storytelling was there. Um, Cody's on another level compared to like what he was you know back in the yeah. day and even in AEW. Um, but what did you think? Oh, I just I'll I'll say I'll. Save all the stuff at the ending and the fallout. We'll save that. But what I thought on the night, it was a phenomenal main event. I loved it. I thought the match, everything about it was really well done. I was noticing little things. Like early on, Heyman was like talking to Ray. Like Reigns went to rings. Like Heyman was like lecturing him on like what to do. That has not really happened in Roman Reigns title matches in that form. Reigns' facial expressions were different during his entrance. He was, usually he's more a bit more joking around, but he was like locked in the whole time. I thought that was interesting. I thought Sokoa being a ringside was interesting. Just, just Sokoa. Little stuff I was like watching for. The match itself, Cody's presentation is just phenomenal. That's the, the big takeaway I had. Cody on this stage fit right in. And I thought outside of the ending WWE booked, he was booked perfectly in this match. I thought the only thing that would have made this match better was Kevin... Look, I'll say this. Once the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens did their bit, Owens hits his finisher. Zayn hits his finisher. Cody just hits a couple of crossroads, pins him. That, that, that is the storyline. That is everything you need. A fitting ending, an incredible run. That's the moment. They didn't do it. Instead, Sokoa randomly comes out of nowhere after being ejected 15 minutes prior for whipping Cody with a belt. He's Samoan Spikes. Cody and Reigns just spears him and wins. And the whole crowd, everyone was like a bit like, oh, what? They ended it like that? There was a bit of like a whoop, huh? Yeah, Everyone's it was gathering their thoughts. Sorry? Yeah, it was like a confusion. Yeah, because Kevin, the way they built this, and I'll throw it to you in a second, you're watching the match, and I mentioned that moment with Sami Zayn, Owens, and the Usos. That was the big moment where I'm like, Cody's not losing from here. Like, it was really building up that way, as if Cody just takes one more big move and he's going to do it. It was like, it's, Felt like it was he was about to get over the top, and then he just it all came crumbling down because of more outside interference in a Reigns match. The reign of terror has begun, pal. So yeah, over to you. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll play devil's advocate here for a moment. Yeah. So the Cody and Roman storyline didn't really get time to breathe. It was just like, okay, here's you know we got three weeks of TV. Cody's gonna carry this. Uh, the focus clearly was on the bloodline and the Sami Zayn stuff. That was the focus of the company, right? Mm-hmm. Now, with this, with the way the match ended, which is, you know, old school textbook heel tactics, the heel cheats to win. What happens? People are mad. You're mad. A lot of people are mad and the audience are mad. That's the the reaction you want. Now, Cody, they can build uh, an organic storyline, but that's where things would get tricky because we might see those those promos where Cody's like, oh my God, I need to win this for my father. You know, that opens the door for those kind of promos and segments. But if done right... You could you could go from here and build a nice storyline where Cody 
and Roman, they get to tell this good story that they could take their time, tell a good three, four, five month storyline, and pay it off at SummerSlam. They could do that. Um, whether that'll happen, which is probably what they're gonna do. Which is probably what they're gonna do. Like all things considered, we'll you know remove ourselves. Or I will from the the immediate WTF of how they ended that match. What they're gonna do, and I, I predicted this in the in the preview. They have the Usos lose, Roman wins. Whenever Roman decides to show up on SmackDown or Raw, it's going to be Roman scolding the Usos. You failed the family. You let me down. More bloodline drama, bloodline friction. Cody will be on Raw cutting promos saying, I failed. And then he'll need a, a pep talk from Sammy and KO to stir him into action. And then maybe it's SummerSlam wins. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, my initial reaction, I was pretty happy that Roman won. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know, wasn't into it watching Cody win. So that's which uh, we won't go into depth here. That stuns me. Yeah. Uh, having watched the match we watched, for you to say you feel that way stuns me. But yeah, yeah, it's all good. Is what it is. Um, so yeah, like I, I thought it was good, a good ending uh, for me. Uh, you know, I I know I'm in the minority at whatever. Um, yeah. So Roman's just he's he's on another level. Cody is on another level. Yeah. Could have gone wrong either way. You know. It, it is what it like it, it is what yeah. it is that's the that's the decision wwe made um but we yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's just it's just 2018 that's we've seen this before we've seen this movie just it's obvious who the the, the heir to the throne is get the title on him do it at wrestlemania no oh, no we just we'll, we'll just do it five months later when even less people care and it's like okay well you know that's that's your loss the moment was here SummerSlam's nowhere near as big. I know it's in Detroit this year, but this is WrestleMania in Hollywood. This was the stage, the moment. I'm sure when they give Cody the title of SummerSlam and Reigns has passed the magical thousand day number, Kevin. Ooh, the Reigns so much better because the number is four digits instead of three. You know, like, I'm sure then once it's an official reign of terror, we'll all be like, oh, yay, Cody won. But tonight <laughs> was the night. This was the moment to do it. It's not going to feel nearly the same when he does it at SummerSlam. So, yeah, well done, Triple H, dickhead. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> and then, uh, Cody will cut one good promo in in July, and you'll be like, "Yeah, no, Cody needs to win a SummerSlam. I'm all behind it." So, yeah, well, that's <laughs> Kevin. This is the thing. Maybe a month before, in May, sometime, he cuts a promo on par with the Go Go promo. Where he's crying as mixed race child, and then we're gonna go, "Okay, nah, nah, I'm done. Cody can't win." <laughs> that that's the risk you run. Yeah, five more months for Cody to cut one promo that ends his main event momentum. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that Triple H and all the powers that be are like, hey, bro, don't be crying over mid-carters. You know, oh, not... Cody needs to lose. He hasn't lost yet. <laughs> Clowns on Twitter. Morons. Anyway. Yeah, they, anyway. I, I'll just say this, too. Yeah. Um, the, the main reason, like, I, I, I always go back for me when it comes to Cody. I just can't see him as a main event guy, as the top guy. Okay. Like, I, I know he's the best thing that we had. You know, like I, I get that, but you see Drew McIntyre as a top guy, as the top guy. Well, no, as in WrestleMania 36, were you like, oh, he did three MB six years ago. I just can't see him as a top guy. Like, was that your stance, or are you different with Cody? Like, I, I was just, I was indifferent with McIntyre. I didn't okay. really care. I just didn't care if he won. Like, honestly, oh, like, fine. okay, okay, <laughs> like McIntyre yeah. wins, like that's great, you know. Okay, but yeah. it, I don't know, it's different with Cody because Cody, mm-hmm. Cody is. Cody has more fanfare. Cody has more hype, and Cody's probably better than McIntyre, too. You know, so 
that, that's probably part of it. But yeah, I guess we could. Real quick, could... does Roman Reigns need another WrestleMania standing tall, holding titles and the show? No. They got like, it. We'll I discuss, mean, we'll, we'll discuss yeah. this in a whole podcast. This is a podcast worth of discussion. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to end the the this reign at some point. It's got to end at some point before, like at or before WrestleMania forty. Yeah. It, it, oh, it's it's yeah. too long. Too, you, you, they've effed it. They've, it needed to end tonight. And it has, anyway, anyway, I'm saving a lot of this. I'm holding. Breathe. Breathe, Jimmy, breathe. All right, pal. Um, yep. Any closing thoughts on night two? Um, overall, I just wrote some real quick notes. Just overall, I thought night two and just generally WrestleMania this year, WrestleMania 39, the best, most thought out, WrestleMania card in many years. You can tell Triple H thought this show out months in advance. Unlike other years, Kevin, where Vince McMahon throws it together on three hours sleep in the middle of March. Um, this show was actually <laughs> thought out months in advance. Um, yeah, no, the rest of my notes just about Reigns and Cody, which we'll save for Thursday. So, yeah, um, overall, really enjoyed it. This was everything WrestleMania needs to be. Celebrities, a great, incredible stage, fun moments, some amazing matches. By far the best tonight WrestleMania. In my opinion, the best WrestleMania since 28. And yeah, WWE, thank you for the entertainment this weekend. It's been great fun. Um, we'll see in months and years down the line. Did they make the right decision? Did they make the wrong decision? That's going to all play out. But yeah, all in all, Kevin, that's my thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Um, I thought. I, I think I, I got to give it to Night One still, being the overall better show. I give night two like a seven, a seven out of ten. Uh, the most memorable thing for me that I'm gonna go back and look at or just like remember fondly is definitely the, the, the incident with Shane and the triple threat match for the IC title. That was man, that's incredible. You see, you see what happens when you know mid carters they they know their role and they try to make their um, their opportunities to try to make the best of them, you know. But then you have people like yeah. Philip Jack Brooks that take their ball and go home, pal. So shout yeah. out to shout out to those three guys. Huh? Yeah, you saw what happened with Shane McMahon when a wrestler just comes in, no performance center, no training, and thinks he can perform. Shane McMahon, that's just. But this I, is why I, I think Shane McMahon yeah. thought he was on AEW Dark. I think he got confused. I know, right? I know, right? Like I saw a yeah, Jovination tweet something that was hilarious. And then also guys like Gareth tweeted the weekend. When Bianca Belair's gymnasts were doing their oh, entrance, yeah. and they said, "Who let the AW roster out on the stage?" The funniest thing I've ever seen. That's on great. Twitter. That is that, great. That's phenomenal. Anyway, any other thoughts, Kevin? I thought I loved the show for the most part, outside of a couple of things. And yeah. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later on in the week with a big fallout episode. Peace, pal.